background checks on ammunition purchases begin next month in California. California could become the first state to limit facial recognition technology. And how well does California care for its children? A new report ranks us just below Kentucky. That's what's coming up in this week's episode of California Streaming. This is the California Streaming Podcast with your hosts, Bobby, Jonathan, and Louie. We're three conservative California natives putting ridiculous state and local politics on blast. So hop on our magic bullet train to nowhere and let's talk some California politics. The, the train still exists, right? We're getting quick. Getting quicker to Modesto to Bakersfield. Are we? In no time flat here. It's funny. I read an article. Did I read an article this week about how the uh, a lot of the landowners and the farmers, like, they haven't been paid. Ha- <laughs> Where did the money go? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Jeez. Went somewhere. You know, that doesn't surprise me. There, there's been a big problem. That's sad that it doesn't surprise you. It doesn't because there's been a big problem historically in the last couple of years with the feds reimbursing local fire departments oh, interesting. For, for their participation in mutual aid fires. It could take them... Actually, like last year, it got to the point where local agencies hadn't been paid, and they were going to say, we're, we're going to stop responding to <laughs> requests because you haven't paid, and it's been like nine months since the last incident. So yeah, they don't make good on those checks. Why would they make good on the farmer checks? But we have all this flush money. Apparently. Right? right? We have a surplus, right? We're just throwing money wherever we want. Why do I, whenever I hear that, why do I always see visions of the Monopoly man? Yeah. You know, with the little cane. and Buying the, Boardwalk. The top hat, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But Trump, I feel that they always play that get-out-of-jail-free card anytime they feel like it. Oh, because they're the, the feds. Of course. Right? I mean, there's who's more supreme than them? Always get-out-of-jail-free. That's also the problem when you rely so heavily on federal money. Yep. Right? That's right. Trump, speaking of feds, officially launched his campaign. Boom. We got a new slogan. What right? is it? No, uh, no, oh. keep, keep America great. Keep, keep America. America great. He put a poll I thought out you there. meant you guys personally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're sticking with burn it all down and it's just oh, going to wait. Oh, for sure. But yeah, keep America great 2020. I, I love the side-by-side memes of Trump's kickoff. Versus oh. Biden's kickoff. <laughs> it is just, he's got, Trump's got this stadium filled up. Oh, for sure. And Biden's got like the, the nanny brigade. It's like of, someone said there were more people waiting in line to use the restroom at Trump's event than there were at Biden's last event. You know? I think what's crazy is that um, I read this tweet the other day. It said, Donald Trump now has 75,000 people watching live on Fox News' YouTube channel. This is when he was okay. making his announcement. Yeah. One channel, easily hundreds of thousands watching across YouTube. Bernie Sanders' last speech has 59,000 views total on YouTube. And Biden's crowd, smaller than a bingo hall. Polls are lying again. Yeah, that... You start reading mm. all these... God, I saw a poll last weekend where it showed how up all the other dem candidates were compared to trump i I saw that it's like you could have thrown any name out there plus 15 plus 15 everything was like they were uh up at like 56 percent, and he was at like 40 some odd percent you know and you wonder why he fired those two uh polling companies they went "Eh, what are you talking about look at the difference look at the stark difference you were wrong before obviously he's president what what's what's 
what's a joke though is this is what got them right. to lose last year, right? Or, uh, uh, the last election. It's like doubling down on a guaranteed way to lose, like, right? Who in their right mind would do that? But you know well, what? He's got to he's got to run his campaign like he's behind. You can't you can't play it like Hillary was thinking she was way ahead. But I kind of I kind of uh, I kind of feel that that's that's the mo mm-hmm. by him letting those people go. But I mean, he's already kind of trying to ramp up the underdog feel, which he totally played in 2016. Oh yeah, right to his well and, success. And but. in the mainstream media, he is the underdog, right? I mean, it's always him versus the world. <laughs> Every rally, he point, he's pointing to the <laughs> the media little bucket area, right, and he just calls him out. Yeah. <laughs> He's taught other Republicans how to troll too. We were talking about that. Was it that there was a Ted Cruz and uh, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, yeah, uh, t- tweets going back and forth. I think forth. even Mike Huckabee has done a few kind of just the backhanded compliments and things like that, and yeah. being passive aggressive on Twitter, which I think works. I mean, the dude, <laughs> the dude gets bashed on every channel, every day, every minute. And so it's kind of an embrace. Just of, like, why not? Oh, I can't believe he goes to Twitter. And <laughs> <laughs> the dude, literally, everybody, the news cycle concentrates on beating him up every second of the day. Yeah. AOC talking about concentration camps. Oh, yeah. And, just and double down up, on it. And double down on it. She's straight up ignorant. And you know what? The the defense, the the circling of the wagons from the Democrats, it's just too much. We all know what she was going for. I was telling Bobby um, off air, I don't know why, there's something about the show I just enjoy. I've watched Bill Maher's real-time show. Uh, I, I, I know, I know. But I, for whatever reason, I just, I get, yeah, thank you, thank you. I get sucked in. I, I enjoy the panel. I enjoy the guest, all that stuff. Okay. Even Bill Maher. Now, granted, he's saying this because he wants the libs to win, so he's wanting them to be careful with their language. But he's even saying... Look, there are certain phrases in our lexicon that have a connotation. He brought up a great example. He's like, look, technically the word Holocaust means a big fire. But no one's going to say, hey, we're going to go to the beach later this evening. Want to come and join and have a Holocaust and so we can cook hot dogs? Like, no one's going to say that, even though technically it's true. Well, it's like like, like the N-word, right? Right. It doesn't matter where it came from, where it where it's going right it has a connotation correct it has a feel to it and right it's an appropriate word for most people it immediately brings forth images ideas thoughts right yeah. and same with the holocaust right it's been earmarked to mean <laughs> right. the slaughtering of millions of jews correct like even though it might have like a webster's definition right. of a big fire but and then she she gets called out on it she don't it gets doubled down she still stand by, stands by her original remarks on the whole deal. Hey, no problem. <laughs> no problem for Democrats, okay? Especially New York ones. Say whatever, do whatever, doesn't really matter. She'll get voted in again, even though everybody hates her and no one understands why. Whatever. Whatever. How about them ice raids? Mm, I mean, the, the, well, the ones that didn't happen? The pause button has been pressed, at least <laughs> as of the recording of this episode. It's it's coming, and I'm fearful for my life and my livelihood. You, you sh- are a you dreamer. Sh- yeah, you should You're be. You're the show's dreamer. This, everyone listening, this may be Bobby's last, be last episode. He might, he might be going into hiding. Did they separate you from your family? <laughs> I don't even live with my family, so either way. Just a, a little Hispanic child. 
Yeah, Bobby, is there anything, I mean, again, this may be it for you. So is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? You know what? I've just had enough of California, really. And <laughs> in general, I think you've, you're going to reap what you sow. And good luck to y'all. Okay. That's pretty good, That's Bobby. touching, Bobby. Yeah. I appreciate that. And uh, that. wouldn't you know it, California is going to raise the gas tax again mm. in July. Going yeah. up again. And, and why is that? <laughs> because when we voted on it, when the people voted on it, they said, we're cool with you now raising it from here on out without a vote. To the, Okay, to the point of the roads, don't get me wrong, I'm not about to start making the assertion that they're being efficient with the money. However, is it just me or have I seen more like road ceiling, road maintenance stuff in the last two months than I've seen in the last I'm 10 years? I'm going to make an argument. No, no, please, because I'm, I'm, I'm curious the angle here. I'm going to make an argument. Yeah. It's simply that it stopped raining. So yeah. now they have a reason to get back to work. But, but they, weren't doing, they weren't doing anything during the, the last five years that it didn't rain before that. You know what I mean? Believe me when I tell you when this wasn't already planned out, because if it wasn't, they'd have a big sign saying, brought to you by measure or proposition, uh, okay. blah, blah, blah. That's fair. That's fair. Your tax dollars at work. You see that sometimes. It's, it's part of the you know the Marxist thing. SB one. Gov- you see like the uh, SB one. Yeah. Sure, it's part of the the game plan. You the government must let the people know that they are helping you. Uh, so awesome. Yeah, They're providing for you. Providing for you. Your tax. We money got at lucky work. that they are mm-hmm. just being so benevolent. That's right. To to help in our area. Okay. Well, it's just something I noticed in the last couple of weeks that there's all this this resurfacing, all this maintenance stuff that seems to be going on. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, to your point, Bobby, is this a, like a purposeful, because because gas taxes were raised and about to be raised again, and are they trying to, but that's probably too much, I giving think him too much credit. Yeah, I think it might be a combination of the rain and it might be a little anecdotal. And For sure. I, I accept that. I think when you go south, like through LA and stuff, you're just like horrible. The stuff's still the same, but it's going to get better because they're going to raise it here in yeah. July, right? We'll get a few that, more. That's cents. probably now that probably breaches through the threshold that everyone's been waiting for for real change on the roads to happen. Well, like a liberal friend told me, it's just it's easier this way if they just automatically go up so it can keep up with inflation. They're doing us a favor, so they don't have to come back and bother us with a vote every time just to keep up with the economy. The problem is their productivity doesn't keep up with inflation right. in the same right. r- ratcheting way. So. so you just keep dumping money in. <laughs> right. yeah, of course. Yeah, keep going. Right. right. All right. How about our first topic? Oh, I suppose. This one comes uh, off KCRA's, KCRA's website. And uh, in July ammunition in California is going to get a little more complicated due to a law we passed in 2016. So a change in the law requires any individual buying ammunition to go through an instant background check. Prop 63 was passed in 2016 with a 63% vote authorizing the state to do instant background checks on customers buying bullets. The background check will cost $1 every time a purchase is made. Exactly how the process works remains a mystery, even to gun store owners. 
Hmm. No, that, that. Part oh, that, that, that part brings up a warm fuzzy inside. Here's a quote. I've received one email from them so far, and that email was simply how to set up an account with the DOJ so they can collect their dollar on every transaction of business I do. Other than that, I don't know how this is going to roll out. <laughs> and that came from Chris Fuezi, who's a gun store owner. Nobody can come up with any solid answers of what we got to do, said Don Reed, with DGS Ammo and Air Guns in Sacramento. Uh, so Reed said the system would check to see if each buyer is a felon and if they are a registered gun owner of the model gun they are buying ammo for. If they are not, they can't buy the ammo. Oh, interesting. If you have a gun and your wife has a gun and she's registered with that gun, you can't buy her ammo. Huh. So they're cross-referencing the database of the gun that you own. A database, you say? Which doesn't probably exist, right? That's very odd because I could have sworn such a thing didn't exist and was they don't unconstitutional. Track you. Right. That's very odd. I wonder how they do this. So... I thought it's kind of interesting because before I had guns, I used to go shooting with people and stuff, go to the range. Yeah. And I would buy ammo for me to go shoot with their weapon. Every, you, I did this too. You'd swing by Walmart, you'd swing by wherever, yeah. and like, okay, what, what are we firing? Like, go get yeah, the boxes. I go, buy, I go buy some ammo yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Nope. Um, no buying ammo just as a gift or anything like that. And I'm sure it's gonna. You're not gonna be able to give cash to your buddy there at the checkout counter, right? <laughs> you know, because then they'll like put cuffs on you or something. It's like buying alcohol. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, there, there's a well. This goes down a different road too, but there's another quote I read in an article. So Alan Davis, the spokesman for the I think it's Wideners.com an online ammo retailer based in Tennessee, he said, quote, if you consider the percent of our overall orders that normally ship to California, the state is up about 50% relative to the country as a whole. And this is like in the last month. All everybody's doing, and it makes total sense, they are just stocking up beyond belief before, what, 10 days from now? Yeah, and that, that, one week from now? That came out here too, just talking about the amount of ammunition, the frenzy, there's been on purchasing. Totally. What is the point? <laughs> uh, right? Like, especially, when the this, point? especially when that sort of activity is happening. When you're just going to load your basement up with ammo, to which point you could just go sell it to a buddy in a cash deal. Well, right? that's exactly where I was going to approach this. Black market. Black market Whoa. going underground. The people who, of course, would use this for a malicious intent... They don't normally go and buy it from the store, but they could, <laughs> I suppose. Why not? But but even if you're buying it for malicious intent, you've already got the gun. Pro, again, pro, probably and, and why not. would you buy ammo yeah. for a gun you don't have? But this is making you... It's, it's a roundabout way to make you register your weapon. It, exactly. It, it, it's right. a great point. So if I have a forty caliber handgun, but it's not registered... Essentially, I can't go buy forty cal ammo, right? Correct. That's right. And, right, like you just read in your name, not a buddy's, not a spouse, nothing. It's got to be in your name. Otherwise, I guess, depending on how the magic works at the checkout stand, right? At the dealer. So it's actually forcing you to register your guns. So let me ask you, John. Yeah. Have you registered your guns? Well, that's that's like an inevitable, right? If you if you bought one here how did you not 
You know what I mean? Exactly. I, well, there's there's a list somewhere that's, that's not right. supposed to exist, and they're supposed to cross check it. So so fill people in on that about this the list issue. Like like fill in the listeners on why the list issue is a problem. The list issue is a problem because the government kind of determined, and I'm talking about SCOTUS, that it's creating a database in the intent of uh, going out and getting all the guns off the streets. Right. Right. So uh, confiscation. It's That's the only point of having the registry. Now, you can have a background check. A point of sale. Or point of sale. A time of sale. To make sure that you should not have a gun. Right. Okay. But actually having a registry only serves the purpose of confiscation. Right. At some point in time. Right. Uh, uh, we're going to have to do apples and oranges here with other countries and see what they do. But we are not other countries. We are the United States of America. And we have a really unique love-hate relationship with our government because that's the way we are as Americans. We don't trust the government. Yeah, it No does. matter who's in charge. Right. It kind of does. It, it ticks me off when, obviously, a lot of things liberals say tick me off. But it ticks me off when liberals immediately go down the path of, well, you don't need X, Y, and Z to hunt. You're right. X, Y, and Z have no point in hunting. Don't need them at all. That's not the point of the Second Amendment. And you may not like the original intent of the Second Amendment, but it has. But but don't don't deflect it with hunting arguments. Don't deflect it with you don't. Why would you need to shoot that at the range? I don't. <laughs> but that's not the point of the Second Amendment. I, I've gotten into this argument a few times. I had this happen in class when I was in grad school, I think. People always make this argument. Oh, what are the people going to do with their guns against the military? Right. You, exactly. And when you actually start putting the logic together and you realize the amount was like 50 million Americans own guns or something absurd. Right. And you add up all the branches of military, even all the law enforcement, and you assume all 100% aren't going to be with the people. They're going to be fighting on behalf of the government, right? So assume that. You still have quite the battle. And even though the government has giant amounts of, you know, artillery and everything else, their ability to fight in the urban setting is really bad. And we saw that in Iraq and all these other places Viet- where guerrilla warfare. Vietnam. Yeah. Right. Guerrilla warfare really starts to bog down our military. And when you talk about all the major cities and metro areas, the military would have to go clear. You actually do have a sizable shot defending yourselves against the government so long as everybody's allowed to have their arsenal. You can really see it when you uh, countries who have had a civil war in recent days year ago, two years ago, 10 years ago, the military has pretty good military arsenal. I mean, it's usually our arsenal from 20 years ago or Russia's arsenal from 20 years ago, but it's still pretty good. A lot of AKs. A lot of (laughs) AK-47s out there. But the people of whatever nation seem to do a pretty good job of finding ways to obtain Mm. arms Mm -hmm. in some capacity, and they do a pretty good job of fighting against whatever dictatorial regime they're trying to overthrow it's so funny i mean obviously i'm not a liberal but it just it's i probably have the complete opposite reaction when i see those stats that show probably how many guns are out there and i'm like that's awesome right that's sweet (laughs) right for the very exact reason 
that the Second Amendment was placed. Right. And so to Bobby's point, and to just hammer hammer the point home to the listeners who maybe not don't understand the registry part of it, if there's a database that says you own XYZ guns, that gives the government a really easy way to just go confiscate all the guns. Right. And that's why a registry is problematic. I'm totally down for clearing people who are violent offenders and even mental illness. You shouldn't own a gun, okay, that that's you should have a way to get back into the game unless you're a criminal you've given up your rights and we also have a uh we have a history of taking away constitutional rights from felons and stuff so i'm okay mm-hmm. with that but for everyday citizen if you get green lights coming back on the background check that's the last time you need to know right that Louie or Bobby or me bought X or Y or Z because I was cleared to buy X or Y or Z. That's all I needed to know. That info throw away, we're done. Right. And so in this, because I can't see any logic in it actually protecting lives, I only see it as a way to get people to register their guns. Force and coercion. Well, here's here's the cherry on top and the reasoning why we think so. Uh, there's a website called CaliGunner.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but shout out to them. Uh, they've got a nice listing here of exactly what goes into details of this new law. And it says, are there limits on ammo purchases? And it says, currently there are no restrictions on the amount of ammunition you can purchase yet. after you pass the eligib- eligibility check. I would have to add a yet to so, all that. It's coming. I, that's I, coming. Ideally, they're, they're they're emphasizing the fact that sure. you pay the one dollar registering sure. background check, and then, and then check. you can load up. You can so load. Up, you can buy a huge pallets worth sure. of ammunition. Sure, but the whole point is to get you on that list. But that's worth it to them to only make it worth a dollar. You go, oh, it's just a dollar. That's not the point. Yeah, they want your registry, and the gall of that too, to make you pay for it. You're paying for yourself to get on a spam mailing list, essentially. Like that's, And I, I don't know if you saw on that website, but I came across a list of the things that they're going to collect. Please go into details. You, this, so that, this, is so, this is educational. Blood now. sample? Almost. <laughs> Buying ammo requires a licensed vendor to collect data on. Here we go. There's seven things. There you go. The date of the sale. The purchaser's driver's license or other ID from the state that was issued, the brand type and amount of ammunition sold or otherwise transferred, the purchaser's full name and signature, the name of the salesperson who processed the transaction, the purchaser's full residential address and telephone number, and the purchaser's date of birth. All the ingredients you'd need to perform identity theft or you know everything you need yeah. to totally track. Because you bought a box of Find them, right. yes. Find them. Correct. What happens if my driver's license doesn't match my home address for some reason? Don't know why. Ooh. What if tricky. I just moved and I don't have the new license yet? This sounds like malicious intent. You got to get your real ID. Yeah, that's uh, that's three years in the making, man. All right. I have multiple trips to the DMV for your mom. Yeah. I just look at these and I'm like, the, the point isn't to protect people. At all. It's to collect names yeah, and lists. That's right. That's right. And it's just another... Uh, roadblock on the Second Amendment. That's right. 
if you, if someone by now can't piece together the end game, I respect the people who just are honest about their end game. You know, you you you've got people who are now coming out and saying, some people, yep, that's right, we want to ban all guns. Well, I think you're absurd, but I, I respect your honesty of at least saying right. that instead of lying to my face by saying, no, 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 we never want to do that. We just want to make things safer. Well, we still go back to the original deal. If you want to ban rifles because they're scary and they <laughs> kill people, you really want to ban handguns. Right. Because that's the bigger death toll. Right. Right? Totally. But no one will say that. No. I held. I mean, like... Th- that, that, that's a battle you're not going to win right just, now. Just, just the other week, there was a stabbing one block away from where I live. And, uh, and then a few nights later, domestic violence on the other block adjacent... Man killed his wife in their sleep or some god awful thing. Dude, I'm not. I'm not picking you up anymore. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dangerous. There was no gun involved in either cases, but murder still found a way. Well, look at London, right? Knives. Lon- L- London's crime is through the roof, and you can't have a gun there. Knivings. Yeah, their stabbings are through the roof. It's crazy. Hey. Their acid attacks are through the roof. Th- that's the like, other thing that kind of goes I didn't even know like acid documented. attack was a thing until it started happening in London. If you get rid of guns, people will find another way to wreak havoc and kill people. you got to register your knives, brother. Oh, that's coming. Next one. Yeah. Is that for butter or uh, steak? All right. That knife. Oh, yeah. This one comes from USA Today. California could become first to limit facial recognition technology. We just got a. I got an episode here of the government just trying to, uh, 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 yeah, trying to document you. Uh, so San Francisco routine traffic stop goes dangerously awry when a police officer's body camera uses its built-in facial recognition software to misidentify a motorist as a convicted felon. Software is racist. Guns are drawn. Nerves fray. At best, lawsuits are launched. At worst, tragedy strikes. That's an imaginary scenario they came up with and what some California lawmakers are trying to avoid by supporting Assembly Bill 1215, the Body Camera Accountability Act, which would ban the use of facial recognition software in police body cams, a national first if it passes a Senate vote this summer and is signed by the illustrious Governor Gavin Newsom. I love that guy. Uh, State law enforcement officials here do not now employ the technology to scan those in the line of sight of officers, but some police officials oppose the bill on the grounds that a valuable tool could be lost. So we have a tug of war between technology and uh, law enforcement. Yeah. And then I guess the people or the government or whatever. Yeah. It's an interesting one. I would agree. Uh, A lot of gray area because the good libertarian in me would say, you know, I can't, I can't, they're not doing it for this intent necessarily, mm-hmm. but I can't argue with the notion of like, I don't want, I don't want these. We just got finished talking about a database, these sorts of things, facial recognition, software, databases, technology, another way, avenue for them to store info on. And, it, and it's so interesting that it's the Democrat party in California saying we it don't is. want this database, but we definitely want it, uh, that uh, database. Well, I've said it before. Libs love to dine from the libertarian buffet. But depending on the issue, oh, liberties are great. I yeah, want that. Right. Next issue, oh no, 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 no. We need to step in. Let's let's dive a little deeper in here. And it's really the FBI's facial recognition. And I got the statistic. It said they're doing four thousand scans a month, which is 
I, I don't know. Yeah. Was it Amazon involved in this? It is. Yes. Amazon built the. It's called recognition. They spell it with a K for some damn reason because it's cool and yeah, sounds, techie, sounds Russian commissar <laughs> KGB. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, they created the because their employees got like up in arms about it, exactly. right? They didn't want Bezos to totally. support something like that. And then remember there in the like Bay Area, they, they were going to ban Amazon right. because all this kind of stuff was happening. On, anyways. Okay. ban Amazon and just keep, <laughs> keep the homeless. Right. We're out of here. See you later. Okay. Anyway, yes, they're not the only ones who create facial recognition right. software. And I'm sure if Amazon decided not to go into this um, someone venture, else would, someone else would. Yeah, of course. Or is well, already. It's already being saying. used at airports and stuff, right? Absolutely. Oh, yes, it is. We was just talking to somebody about that. So, sorry, I didn't mean to no, control Bobby. But it's not like it's not out there. No. I guess my thing is, how do you get in the database? Because it's obviously not every face in the world. I would have to believe that you got a crime, and it's kind of like when you get right your now, mugshot. Right now, you have this little thing in your wallet called an identification card. Identification card. Identification card. It's weird. And they're getting better at mapping your face from this thing. And it's funny how the government gives you this card. I didn't even think about that, going off the driver's license and ID cards. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's only a step forward of putting the right kind of camera in the DMV office or whatever you use to take the picture. And blammo! It does that super cool algorithm thing where it maps your nose and your cheekbones and the whole bit. It's the same technology that unlocks your iPhone. Exactly. For people trying to link that up. So as we're talking about this, it reminds me, because um, Facebook, right? Didn't this come up with like is Facebook? So this happened to me the other day. Okay, because I got a, I got a someone's theory that this is all reminding me of. Go on, please. I was at a Dodger game. Okay, and someone snapped a photo, a stranger. Okay, and Facebook recognized me and said, "Hey, we recognize you in this photo. It, it, Would you it, like to tag yourself?" It looped back to you via Facebook. Yeah, so I know you're on. You're not on the Facebook. I'm not. When it, you upload it, photos. Only- and, you know, reinforces his ban of being on Facebook. But no, no, no. This is, this is fantastic. I'm so glad. When I'm you off, upload but... photos, okay. like if I upload a photo of just me and Bobby, okay. a lot of times uh, recently it'll suggest, is this is this Bobby? And is this the other people that are in Facebook? It and recognizes in your so photos. So you're, you're helping them in their software learn and by saying, yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, yeah, it's not. Yeah. And sometimes it's wrong. Sure. A lot of times it's right. But this one was like a side profile of me. It wasn't even a dead-on shot. It was I was at Dodger Stadium looking at uh, I was leaving the stadium club, looking at some memorabilia through the hallway. There's like they got like all game ball, old game balls and stuff. And somebody has taken a picture of of all that stuff. You had no clue who this person. No was. clue, complete stranger. Weren't connected to them on Facebook. No. And then it suggested, hey, you might be in this photo, Louis, because they posted it on Facebook, right? So to go, sorry, real quick, to go yeah. down that line, not that we have to, not that there's, it's just something to ponder. Someone out there suggested, what if Facebook's 10-year challenge was just a massive learning opportunity for Facebook AI and facial recognition? I don't doubt that at all. That, that you are basically giving them the information. These two photos are 10 years apart, so it's helping train their AI about aging and facial recognition. Totally. Well, we know that Facebook is a giant data farm. Right. That is all they're good for. They're fantastic at it. <laughs> I mean, this I mean, is how, obviously. You've built a business upon this. I do. I Your do. photo would suggest that they're real good at yeah, it. Yeah, I do a lot of digital marketing. I spend a lot of advertising money on Facebook every month. 
And it's all about honing in on these niche audiences and developing audiences for every demographic and uh, behavior you have on Facebook. And now it's gotten to the point where you don't even, you don't have the same finite controls over your ad campaigns anymore as you used to. It wants you to just give that up to the algo. Let the algorithm optimize your budget. Let it optimize your audience. Let it learn. And then it hones in on what makes the most bucks. I'm going to drop some more statistics and fun stuff here. Drop them. A new study from the researchers at the MIT Media Lab have found that Amazon system, recognition spelled with a K, has much more difficulty in telling the gender of a female face and of darker skinned faces in the photos than similar services from IBM and Microsoft. The results raise questions about potential bias that could hamper Amazon's drive to popularize the technology. I I mean, okay, that might be true statistically. I also have a hard time feeling like like Amazon totally is in all this stuff, whatever they do for the profit. Why, why would they purposefully or try and bias their, you know what I mean? Like yeah, their, their product isn't as good as say that may be. China's. And you know, yeah. I've, I've, Oh yeah. <laughs> I have seen. Ask Feinstein about that. <laughs> they just embed a person. Right. They don't need their technology. I have seen their technology on a couple of blips and they were kind of touting it about a month ago. Just to kind of say, you know, we're doing this. And we're good. And, and they're, Because they want to actually sell this thing. They want to sell this thing because they've created it for China their own does. purposes. Yes. Yeah. And it's really interesting because not, not only would you say it's a little harder for facial recognition in China. <clears throat> you would say that? Brother? I would say that. But. Wow. <laughs> more interestingly, it learns how you walk. Oh. It learns the way. So there's like a physics a model physics analysis model. of you. You know, your build, your height, how long you Whoa. take your steps. So simply just covering your face won't trick it. It's mo- it, there, There's multi-factors exactly. based on you being you, not just your... It wow. knows your body size, the oh way you move, everything well, well, even, about you. Even with the iPhone's recognition, it detects me when I've got hat on sunglasses on in pitch black dark because it uses like ir oh right right they're a little yeah yeah. and it's super accurate i mean it works very well um guys this might be my last episode i'm getting off the grid (laughs) you almost have to at this point (laughs) get yourself a little tiny home no no i think so go into the woods i think so solar panels whatever you gotta do so let me ask you this yeah if it keeps more bad people off the street is it worth it that's the classic, right? That's the classic tug of war in liberty versus state oversight, state involvement. What? Right? What is your definition of a bad person? Ooh, because let let let's let's play the scenario. Well, the 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 president of the United States is coming into town. Okay. He's going to deliver a gigantic speech, okay. and there is somebody out there who is a crazy person and wants to assassinate the president. And Sounds this, like Jack Bauer in 24. Very Jack Bauer, right? My, I'm hearing the clock ticking. In <laughs> yeah. the Give me the tick-tock. <laughs> so they put the system to work. They get the cameras rolling. And 
it can identify that person if they show up because there's a very good reason that person is on a list. They are a danger to the community and more importantly to the president. Whoever the president is in the future, doesn't matter, whatever president you like, is that justification enough to put what people are thinking and saying but not putting into action? Are they the bad person? Because they may never act upon harming the president, but they've made statements that would otherwise contradict that. There's just such critical elements in all this of trust, right? And it's like, you know, we've, we've talked about it before in, in Jordan Peterson's example. All this stuff works, right? All this stuff is no problem. The NSA hoovering data at record speeds over the last decade, 15, longer than that probably, but all that stuff works in the hands of an honest, altruistic government. That's just not, even if it's true for a brief period of time, that just will not be true into perpetuity. It's not sustainable. Right. So that to me, I, all these arguments sound good, and I get that in theory, but but embedded in what you're saying about the president being protected in these is that that's the only thing that those things, that those databases are used for. That's just not true. If you can, if you can track me down that well, then what's to say you can't then use it to get into my devices that use my face? Well, see, Whether that's my phone or some kind of security proxy at, at an office. This, or, is, the, this and, is the real China syndrome. Right. This is the real China syndrome, not the nuclear movie from way back I, when. I, th- thanks. I, got, I, yeah, I okay. Well, for the younger viewer <laughs> and listeners out there. Three Mile Island. Yes, exactly. So they are implementing all this software in, so that they can crack down on dissidents their official yeah, label. Dude, you're talking about a country who's got like a, a goodness score of you or something, exactly. right? And if you're not good enough, like you, you can't get on planes or you can't, I mean, crazy. You can't get a job. You can't do this. You can't do that. Whatever it is, goodness score. I made, I'm not sure that's no, what it's called. But. No, it is. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You get points. You know, police departments have been using technology like that for a long time on scanning license plates where there's cameras on top of the police car, and as they drive, they scan plates I've, I've and, seen and pick out hot plates. And it's like fed, it's like Google Maps, but federal style. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it was like, one of the very first episodes view. we did where we're going to digital plates now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was that too. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's a different variant. It's not using your face, but it's definitely picking out your plate mm. um, before you've got any probable cause for a stop. Right, it's just randomly running plates and seeing if something gets flagged. So that's kind of like the face thing. We'll just scan the audience until we flag someone. Now, I think it depends what happens after that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like let's just say a traffic stop. They ask you for your driver's license and they run your name, and it comes back hot or not, or tells them priors or whatever. Yeah, it's still up to the officer to figure out what he wants to do with you, right? You right. might not uh, have anything. That's right. He may just release you or whatever. That, that's back to the trust element. Right? right. So the same thing with the face. Are we just, I think the part, the problem with the face is it's database. Mm-hmm. Right. And who controls the database into perpetuity. Right. Whoever controls the database controls the world. That Essentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could do a lot. It's, of get, it's getting that way. Yeah. Next one. 
I'm going to sleep very well tonight. You just scared the hell crap out of me. No, guys, I'm off the grid, so this is going to be it. I know. You're the only smart one that's off social. <laughs> Actually, before that, we got Crossfire. Yeah, we do. Bobby and John today. All right. Well, um, why don't you tell them what's oh going, what, what we're doing, and we'll do a little Rochambeau. Rochambeau. If you're a new listener, Crossfire is where one of us picks some question, and we pose it to the other two people. They play... <laughs> They play rock, paper, scissors to determine who goes first. Whoever gets to go first gets to pick their side. I have one. Bobby won. Mm-hmm. And whoever lost has, take the counter. has to take the counter side. And we try to see how ridiculous of an argument they can make. Oh, where is my question here? So this one's to Bobby. Have you heard of Senate Bill 395? Sounds familiar. So, Californians may soon be able to add another item to restaurant menus. Roadkill. Lawmakers here are considering a bill that would legalize the collection of roadkill from the state's roadways, making California the largest of a variety of states that okay the practice. You're laughing, but this is true. No. Bef- it, right right no, now, you're not allowed to take roadkill. Only people who are authorized to clean it up, like road workers, Best can control. take it. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. And so you can't you can't do it. But now you can, and you can even eat it. So, Bobby, what side are you taking on this? I'm going to take the pro. Is it Just to clarify, is this like official, like restaurants are going to be able to take? People. And anybody. Okay. okay. It, could be, it could be anybody. Okay, got it. Take go. the pro. Okay. Finally, we can start bringing down the cost of animal control. For too long, we're sending these individuals out there to the middle of nowhere to clear out a deer carcass. Hey, there's no need for hunting. Two beady little headlights distracts that deer. Boom, you've got dinner, baby. For, for too long. Have we been restricted to hunting quotas and hunting time frames? Now we can take care of both, right? We got we got dinner. We got venison. Now some of our more famous presidents loved squirrel stew. It's actually quite notable. You know, you can look this up. I believe it was uh, Hamilton who loved squirrel stew. <laughs> I think we need to bring this back. I think it's a it's a lost art of having this. You know. <laughs> I believe it was Hamilton that uh, it was pretty. It was pretty good. We're I gonna, know where you're going with that, but <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself really quick. And John, you're on the clock. Okay, I think that for one overarching issue, this is a dumb idea. Sanitation, right? So we've talked on this show before about anti-vaccinations, all those sorts of or people who are anti-vax. You hear all the time, or at least I did as a kid growing up, and luckily avoided it. But you, you hear about you know wild animals, st- stuff they've got, whether it be rabies or I don't know. You start introducing this and the ability for someone to go pick up the roadkill of who knows what kind of animal. The chance that that they're going to do so properly versus a hunter who is probably trained in how to uh, field treat an animal that they've killed. This introduces to me this whole idea of diseases gone rogue, 
that I know on this show we've said before with anti-vaccination, we don't want any part of. <laughs> so, okay, you go back to the anti-vax. No, I'm serious. There's a parallel here, and it's for the same reason. William Henry Harrison loved squirrel stew. <laughs> Just, Not I just did. And, and just James throwing, Gar- thrown crap against the wall. It's a Broadway Garfield. show. It is a well-known fact. James oh, Garfield. This there we go. Too. So a friend of mine, a good friend of mine who's an avid hunter, brought up a really good point about why this is a bad idea. You know, uh, I think it's like this everywhere, but especially in California, you can hunt in deer and whatever, but you have to get you get a permit and tags and you can only kill so many deer a year and they've got to be of a certain size and I believe it can't be females and all this other stuff. Now you give someone an excuse to hit a deer that's uh, would be Mm. uh, got an eight point deer or whatever. A prohibitive (laughs) animal. Yeah. Introduces incentives that wouldn't be there otherwise. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, well, it was just roadkill. I hit it with my car. Interesting. Right. Or I just happened upon it and you probably would see the sale of front grill or like brush guards go way up. A lot of super duty trucks. <laughs> what's, with, what's the uh, yeah. what's the uh, the put thing they put on trains? Oh, like a cattle, the cattle catcher? Yeah, the cattle catcher. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Boy, we come up with some crazy laws here, or b- Senate bills and Assembly bills. That's for like sure. this is where the priority is. Of course. No, oh, sure. You know, uh, we've got a real problem with poverty, so. No, yeah, no, roadkill. No. I get it. We could, we could, we could tackle homelessness. Or no, no, I know. Here's what we're gonna do instead. We're gonna talk about roadkill. Speaking of things, the state is killing. Oh, this is not is good. care for children. Oh, <laughs> so let's see here. This comes from the Sack B. How well does California care for children? New report ranks state just below Kentucky. Which is funny that they use Kentucky as the line. Like they right. don't even tell you if that's good or bad. Right. But, but they you just they think you'll in, assume Kentucky inti- sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they're intimating. California's efforts to improve health care for children is being dimmed by high rents and housing prices, poorly performing schools, expensive child care, and a host of other challenges, according to a new report by the Annie E. Casey Foundation. Uh, the report reflects a familiar story for the state. Prosperity is unevenly divided. The education system is inadequate, and families are worse off because of the shortcomings in public programs. But we give it so much money every election. I it's, find this really hard to believe. It's for the children. And we have for the last 30, 40 years. Right. You know what? Now that we've killed charter schools, there's nothing holding the Jeez. education system back. The report found that more than 13 million U.S. children live in poverty. California made only small gains compared with last year in the foundation's Kids Count Report, which evaluates child well-being based on 16 measures that rate health, education, family, community, and economic well-being. The report also found that California had more than 1 million children living in impoverished areas and more children than in any other state living in households where the parents or guardians lacked a high school education. Wow. Yeah. That's a big stat. Mm-hmm. Um. Kentucky ranked one place higher. So I I clicked on the link, dove into the report just briefly. <laughs> and and actually, what are, uh, what were we ranked? Like 30, what did it say? 35th overall, 36 or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you start looking, <laughs> you, 
you start looking at the overarching categories, and there were four of them, at least from the report. Again, there's 16, but but it's like those 16 boiled down to four. Economic well-being, we are 46th, so it's even worse than our net score. Education, we're 36th. The the thing that is bringing us that, that that's bringing that net net better is right. health. They say we're seventh, and that's because yeah. of all the medical, right? All of the right, and it, it even goes on to say that they don't uh, a quote here that medical is no longer. They don't believe medical to be safe anymore. <laughs> we always say insurance is one piece; it's fundamental, and yet it's just the start. Was a quote from uh, one of the people in the report. Here was another stat. That was crazy. The report noted that nearly seven out of every 10 of the state's fourth graders are not proficient in reading. 70% of our fourth graders are not proficient in reading. And then seven out of uh, seven out of 10 eighth graders aren't proficient in math. Yeah, 70% of eighth graders are not proficient in math. I, I went a little deeper and I uh, found statistics because that's what I do. Uh, from netify.com, career college readiness oh, for our students. Geez. And their statistic only goes to 2017, so we don't have 2018 ready yet, apparently. They're 41% of, of all California students are college ready. So it actually gets broken down to specific counties, mm. and I will share that with you now. Out of all the counties in our state, Santa Clara is at the top of the list at 60% college preparation. Bay Area, just south of San Francisco, mm-hmm. right? Next is Marin at 55. Up in the Bay, too. Napa at 51. All these are very well-off communities, yeah. very wealthy communities. And then we slide. After that, we're not passing 50%. <laughs> is, this, is, this is the number of... Kids graduating that are ready for college. Ready for college. We're getting into the 40s, and by then, we're really deep. Who's the worst? Well, yeah, what, who's ex- the that's worst? That's exactly what I'm thinking. Let me go oh, down whoa. the list here. <laughs> whoa. As someone who was born and raised in Bakersfield, I take I, offense to that. I kind of want to go with that, Riverside or San Bernardino. I, I think this county kind of drags down the whole yeah. thing a little bit, but here we go. Lassen County yes. is at 17%. Oh, my goodness. That's way up there, though. That's super north, right? Wait, Lassen? Oh, oh, yeah, but 17%? 17%. Oh, wow. Uh, Glen County is the next one at these 25%. All, these are all tiny NorCal county, counties. Uh, Kings County, which I think oh, would be interesting. just north in, of Kern. 28%. Uh, Kern is at 32 Yes. So wow. Yes. But busted through thirty. You know, really, it's where's just LA kinda, County? Let's see here, LA County. Do, 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 do. Uh, so, real forty nine. Real quick to add to that stat, though, the the really funny, stupid thing is that they go. I think in this article, right, they say that high school students. It's good that high school students are graduating on time. Fell. From 24%, not graduating on time, fell from 24% in 2010 to 17% in 2017. So you're sitting there thinking, oh, this is great. That's actually a point of improvement. Then you realize because of that stat, they're just shoveling them out the door. Right. <laughs> right. Like they're just lowering the standard for what it means to graduate. That's a really good kind of correlation there. Yeah. Um, and it may not be, you know, 
causation stuff, but like I understand. Yeah, the the article makes a point to say that the amount of high school students not graduating on time fell from 24 to 17%. So you're thinking and, that's good. But these kids are increasingly not ready for college. <laughs> right. so, so the bar is being lowered hit, right. to get basically to get them out the door. Here comes even more controversy there, Professor. Indicators by race. Okay. Okay. Top of the heap here is college prepared. Asian students. Fifty-seven percent are ready to go. Racist. Mm-hmm. White students at forty-eight percent. Black students, twenty-eight percent. Latin X students, and it does say that thirty-three percent. Okay, but even the numbers we've read—I mean, I'm just sitting here listening to this. Forget race, forget counties, all that. We can't forget race. No, no, I'm How going dare to. You? No, I'm about to. Listen to what we're saying. We're saying our state, the best we can do, the best in any demographic, 58% are ready for college and they've graduated from our high schools. What is that? Yeah. Barely half. That is pathetic. And I know the answer is more money. I just, I just you know, know what, that's the answer. You know what the real sad part is? Is that you are making the assumption that that's pathetic. And I can guarantee you I can find a dozen politicians who would tout that as a win. Absolutely. Absolutely they would. This is a win for them. And that is the problem. And, and the bigger problem, as we've seen looking at ballots all the way from the yeah, 80s. Right is that they tell us it's just a money problem. It's There's got to be uh, another variable involved, either poor education. Uh, I, I get the impoverished side of things. I get the kids that come to school who don't have a meal. I get all that. But money isn't the cure for all this. Like, what what is the deal? There's got to be something else there because we pump billions of dollars into this system. I think we're we pumping- don't get the return. We're pumping more with this, I think, with this newest budget. We're pumping more than we ever have. Right. So I have a list here, and I, hopefully you guys haven't looked at it. Maybe you have. I don't know. California ranked pretty terrible. Can you give me states in the top 10? The top 10. Okay. No, I don't know this list. Okay. Oh, oh I got one for you. Yeah. Uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, number two. Yes. Yes. Um, let's go with our buddy Texas down there. Negative. Negative. Not in the top ten. Okay. Utah. Utah is number seven. <laughs> I never yeah. win these games. Um, no. So it's John two and Bobby zero. Zero. Uh, let's go with uh, Rhode Island. It's next door. Negative. I am going to say Arizona. No, oh. not in the top 10. Bummer. Let's go with the super white area here and go Vermont. Oh, mm-hmm. good one. Good one. Vermont is number six. Good one. Good okay. one. Bobby is on the board. Okay. You guys have three of the 10. What about... Uh, this, this, uh, the state of Washington. No, uh, not in here. My God, uh, let's let's stay in New Hampshire area here. New Hampshire, 
Number one. You're just picking off all the Northeast. Yeah. I'm going with the whitest states. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Virginia. Virginia is number 10. Yes. Yes. All barely, right. but it works. So far, John has three and Bobby has two. Let's stay in the Northeast. Maine. Maine is number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You racist bastard. So how many do we have left here? You have four left. Oh. Um, I'm going to do a little uh, Colorado. Negative. Wow. Um, okay, I'm going to switch it up here. Let's go with Florida. Okay. No. Okay. No. Definitely not Floridians. Definitely not Floridians. Okay. <laughs> no. no way. That was just for misguided. giggles. Misguided. Uh, you know what? For Uncle Joe's sake, we're gonna go Delaware. Nope, dang it, not here. Yeah, they can't. You guys got four more. There's a one more in Bobby's block there. (laughs) Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. Go ahead, but no, 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 say it. Maine, no, I said Maine. Did you say it? Yeah, I missed that one. Um, the home of ESPN. Oh, Connecticut, Connecticut, really? Connecticut, interesting. And then, uh, yeah, just tell us. The last three Iowa, oh. number three, Minnesota, number four, and New Jersey, number five. Oh, I would never have guessed Jersey. No, I don't think you guys I would never that have one. guessed Jersey. That is your top 10. That's interesting. I've, but I, I remember I've heard Massachusetts school system, especially in the suburb areas outside of Boston, is supposed to be like killer. Well, you got it. Good job. It's killer. That's all we got this week. As John is hacking up a lung. Sorry. And yeah, continue to listen to us. Uh, fill in your friends and your family. You got to hit that share button. Hit the sh- you got to smash that subscribe, smash that share button. <laughs> uh, we are like the only conservative podcast in California. So if you're tired of what's going on and you want to hear something from people who probably agree with you, this is the show. Find us on Apple iTunes. Download us at the Google Play Store, CaliStreaming.com, C-A-L-I Streaming.com. You can see our show episode pages. You can download and read all these all these stories. Look us up on Facebook. Look us up on the book. What's up, John? I was going to say, everybody needs to wish Bobby good luck with the ice raids. Right. <laughs> he might not be here next episode. You never know. <laughs> and if he is, we'll cherish every moment. But Bobby... In case you aren't here, you have to leave the listeners with their plan for this week. I will leave you with a parting gift of adding to our wildfires by burning it all down.